0: And my name is Mike Royer.
1: And this week, all you're getting is just D23. It's it's the biggest <laughs> recap episode I think we've had since seeing you Comic Con, uh, and uh, I'm very excited to go over this, Mike. Um, we've ne- we've barely even talked about it so so much because oh
0: my gosh, it's because yeah. I, I was there. You were there. You I was were on boot. I was I was boots. I was boots on the ground. Yeah, and I was the guy in the chair I mean, this time. You're the guy in the chair. It's great. Very helpful. I'm exhausted uh just for context the convention center for d23 is the anaheim convention center which is like literally across the street from disneyland it's it's, you know depending on traffic and where you are in la it's about an hour away so luckily i was pretty close headed down there for the weekend and it was just it was intense like Mm -hmm. i was trying to figure out ways to describe it because as i've said on the podcast before I'm a frequent visitor to San Diego Comic Con, which is kind of like the mothership of like comic book nerd conventions. So it was my only comparison I really had, and the whole weekend I was trying to figure out, you know, how does this compare, like size wise? What's the scale? What's going on here? So in my brain, I got the vibes of just like, oh, D twenty feel D twenty three feels about <laughs> like half the size of Comic Con. Okay. So uh, I went ahead and googled it, and it's like less than a quarter like and you would think like oh that sounds like a small convention you know why would you want to go out of your way to do something like that and it's it, it has this multiplying effect on the inside it's like when you're cooking down like a stew it's like yeah you're technically getting mm. like it's it's smaller than like a big pot of soup Right, but you're just like it's getting thick. So, it's turning into a <laughs> gravy. It'll coat any any piece of bread you stick in it. You know. Uh, all right,
1: because I know you're shifted into soup mode, Mike. I, I know. I know how <laughs> you are. Uh, I know what's going on in your household over there. Soup is a great, great thing, but also you know when you when you talk about the San Diego Comic Con, C two E two New York Comic Con, that is not just Marvel. That's not Disney. There's DC. There's other studios. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. Cartoon Network. Every everything has an opportunity to be at a comic-con movies and then and tv shows and everything Mm -hmm. in between but you're at a quarter of the space but at d23 like which is you know disney marvel star wars pixar national geographic because that's also on the, the disney plus app that i never use mm-hmm. uh that that tab so like <laughs> like this is everything distilled down to this so you're getting hyper eccentric fans to this right like oh you're, yeah you're surrounded by not i would say the cream of the crop but the people who they are going out of their way to be at this thing
0: yeah there was a, a documentary uh about comic-con that came out i want to say like like mid-teens of the 2000s. I don't even know how you even talk about that decade. Is it the odds? Uh, I don't even they know what the, the nomenclature like mid, I don't know. I want to say like, tw- let's just say 2012, just okay. just for the heck of it. There was a documentary made about Comic Con, and they decided to follow the convention by following just different types of people that do different things at the convention. And one of those people were like one of like the shoppers, you know, just there to get some of the exclusives, right? But then they also followed other people and how they like to visit the convention. Uh, I feel like the uh, the span of visitors at D23 is even narrower. You know, you have like the intense cosplayers, great cosplay this weekend for sure. You have just like the hardcore like niche Disney fans and you also have like the shoppers, right? If you ever like fall into like a Disney World or Disneyland like algorithm on social media, Mm -hmm. eventually you'll come across those like crazy people that rush the park in in the morning to like buy these exclusives just to flip them on eBay. Ooh, man that is thick that stew is thick here at d23 you get all of those exclusive people on the show floor trying to get their shopping done but yeah it it, it sounds like i'm being slightly nihilistic but it's just however you choose to experience it if you are like within the disney fandom like that is the place to be If you are averse to, uh, I think, what some people call the Disney adult, you would not want to be there. And it wasn't just all adults. There was lots of, like, really – there's a lot of kids there. And, like, I saw this fun cosplay video of a little kid dressed as uh, little Leia from Obi-Wan. And she had, like, her little, like, like, droid friend Uh or pal. And she was just hanging out with the Sanderson sisters. And they were all in, like – they were, like, all in character, like, in, like, wonder of, like, this little device that she had. So you have, like, great, like, little moments like that. But oh, yeah. That's, I feel like that's the best way I can sum up D23 is just, like, pull – take Comic-Con, pull everything out that's not Disney and just, like, cook it on the stovetop for 48 it, hours. Yeah. And it's, uh, it's intense. <laughs>
1: well, I mean, I'll tell you, going to any other convention is also intense, right? Like, I mean, whether it, – it's great. You're having a good time in retrospect great. But, like, the day, the two days after, you're, like – Oh, my God, what have I done? Um, I, you never wear the oh, right yeah. shoes. You're always on <laughs> on concrete. I mean, you're like, you get yeah. back to the hotel I, when the cons over and you're like, <laughs> I need to go party some more
0: with everybody while I'm here. So
1: you never. Yeah, really rest. And,
0: and, and you it's like a it's this foMO feeling that never leaves when you're when you're at a convention. I overheard two people, this was on Sunday. Uh, no, or maybe it could have even have been on Saturday, just like the second day into the convention. But let's say second half of the convention, right? Later in the day, people are getting tired. I hear them on the escalator, and they just say, yeah, I know, but, you know, how often are we here? It's only every two years. So you could just clearly hear them trying to justify, like, just being on their feet and, uh, and walking all day. But uh, the advantage of the convention center being so close to Disneyland is I did get to pop in very briefly to hmm. Disney California Adventure. I didn't have yes. a lot of time. Uh, And it was dark, and I hadn't been to uh, Disney California Adventure since 2019, so pre-Avengers Campus. So it's dark, I'm limited on time, so I run directly to Avengers Campus just so I can kind of take it in a little bit. Very disoriented because there's no sunlight, I hadn't been over to that corner in the park for a while... Uh, but from what I saw, it was pretty cool. You know, I walk in, you kind of get that first look at like the Quinjet and like the, I don't know if it's like the Avengers warehouse. I think we're going to talk about that specific location a little bit later in the podcast with an announcement that was at one of their parks panels. But like I'm looking up and I turn a corner and I, I like literally run into like Thor and Loki like the official oh, nice. like walk around characters so and I'm just like oh geez what's going on? And then uh, I, I needed to like find a ride because I only had so much time so I popped into the single rider line for the the, the Spider Man ride. Yes. And this is uh, um, I, I don't know exactly how you explain like what type, type of ride Ride is this. What they would it be but, like a three D like yeah. track ride or something like that? Yeah,
1: because it's to me it's a lot like Toy Story Mania, right? Um, you know, and uh the mm-hmm. Buzz Lightyear thing where you're in a you're on a track and you're interacting with screens. Um yeah. correct? So
0: uh, Yeah. And I would I would say the ride lives up to the weight that I was in line, which was very, very short. Yeah. Hopped in the single rider line, I was in the ride and jeez, I think less than like five to ten minutes, uh-huh. and you know you're on this in this little car, and it kind of shuttles you between maybe like four or five different screens. And you do—they're using like really smart, like artificial intelligence and cameras to like track your hands, and then it represents like a web shot on the screen that you're looking at. So by the second screen, I was getting a lot better at it. I was shooting all these fun little uh, spider bots. So your hands like get pretty tired oh, yeah. uh, by the end of it uh, too, and you you kind of work out like your own little motions of the best way they do it. But uh, overall, it was pretty fun. I liked it. If you're ever at Disney California Adventure, or if this ride ever makes it uh, east of the Mississippi mm-hmm. uh, to Florida, I would say hop on it if you got a, if you got a short way. But like, don't dedicate yeah <laughs> your entire I, day yeah. just to this ride. I I love
1: the Toy Story Mania and the um. Buzz Lightyear rides, right? Like those are super fun. Mm-hmm. What I am um, actually—it's funny you mention this because I've actually been trying to play. There's a Wii version of Toy Story Mania where they take that ride and let you do it with the light guns or the the oh, Wii modes. I'm like, that would be an awesome way to reintroduce like kind of motion controls back into to home consoles, is by releasing a game like that, um, kind of mm-hmm. thing. But yeah, I mean, I I agree. Like I love them, but like that's not like I'm gonna wait in line five hours to get into it. So, uh, but they mm-hmm. also have. Mind you, this is a ride I have a little bit of an issue with because you can buy up physical parts to upgrade your in-game pieces. So this is a pay-to-win kind of scenario, even though you don't get anything if you win, other than to take home the tech with you, the the, the shooters yeah. and the web
0: swingers. Yeah, I didn't see anybody in my cart that had any mm-hmm. sort of uh, buffs, if, if, if you yeah. will. Yeah, uh, I would have been. But...
1: I, I, know, I know who I am. I know what I am. I totally would have got one,
0: but... Uh... Oh, and before I, f- I forget, it, this was kind of during the Halloween uh, spooky season, and they had a, a zombie Captain America, which I hear is not often yes. at the park, so that was that was pretty cool. If you find me on uh, Instagram, I put a video up there, but also just Google, like, zombie Captain America mm-hmm. Disneyland. I'm sure you'll find some videos. It was yeah, pretty cool. Yeah, it looked good. It
1: looked good. So let's get into this. Uh, the first two bits here are not necessarily... D twenty three related, but it is kind of adjacent um, simply because that's all popping up here. So we're going to talk first about Marvel Studios in general. They have a quote unquote Black Widow room uh, in their office uh, there in California, Mike. That is cut off from the outside, and they don't even let external people, like cleaning companies, come into this room. Like they do it all themselves. <laughs> um, but this I, is where I I. I, I th- that's where that whiteboard yeah. is. I swear yeah. to God. So so Kevin Feige <laughs> makes big decisions and important talks are held here. And apparently the writers, uh, script writers, also come in and do some of the workshopping in this room
0: uh, for the movies
1: with them as well.
0: Um, I like – like like they. you say Black Widow Room – and it makes total sense, you know, spy, espionage, all that stuff. But also my brain just latches onto the colors, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's all black room. They painted the windows black. There's, like, a red trim. It feels oh, like yeah. you're walking into some sort of, like, imperial cellar or yeah. something and like it, that. And then right next to so, it, uh, I believe one of the writers, I believe, I
1: might have been for the Eternals or, or something else, said the they have a, a cereal bar, like, an unlimited cereal bar there. So, like, imagine this <laughs> black and red room and then just a cereal bar, like, sitting next to it, like,
0: yeah. Can do that? It makes you wonder, do the uh do you get different results if different cereals are stocked in that room, right? You know? Like, oh, the after credit scene in this movie could that's have been a, a little bit a different, question. but we ran out of fruit loops, you know?
1: Mm-hmm. I think the after credit scenes are something like posted like much, much later. Uh, but yeah, like can you just imagine like there's someone's job is to stock this cereal? Um and it's not an outside agency, obviously. Someone internally like uh, Monday morning at like nine a.m., uh, stock cereal ask kevin what he wants for the week kind of thing uh you think you think they got like um you think he's
0: the two percent or a skim kind of guy on that cereal ah <laughs> oh, man southern california hollywood it's gonna be almond milk or almond probably. milk oh uh, <laughs> yeah no nobody drinks from the cow out here yeah, anymore no.
1: well okay well that's fine but yeah so marvel has that secondly is some concept art here mike uh, you can check all these things in our show notes uh, for a war, ma- a war Machine fight from Infinity War. Now, this is the scene early on in Infinity War where Captain America, Black Widow and Falcon show up and fight um, uh, Proxima Midnight and Corvus Glaive when they're trying to get the ge- uh, trying to take down uh, Vision with Wanda, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, War Machine was supposed to be there as part of it um, and using like 3D VR technology to control a suit remotely from from his office here, uh, or I guess building facility wherever he is, and it was supposed to like kind of show like, oh, this is how the VR is around him, and maybe maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong, maybe this is the Battle of Wakanda, um, but I, he says Edinburgh, which was obviously, that's London, right? Like Edinburgh is London, not. Wakanda. I mean,
0: it it almost. Either way, to me, it feels like it just wasn't necessarily necessary, right? You know yeah. I feel like every, every movie, especially these movies, like you dream really, really, really big, mm-hmm. right? You want to put in as much as possible. and then you know you start trimming back as you know either to make the story a little bit more uh, coherent or hell, maybe you yeah. save money on uh, VFX, right. And yeah. the last time we all saw, saw Rody, he got absolutely wrecked. So I don't think anyone was surprised when he wasn't around, right? I mean, yeah, we got the little post credit scene where he was, like, you know, trying to learn to walk again. But I mean, that he he got rocked, man. Well, I I wasn't surprised that he well, wasn't around. Well,
1: you're well, you're thinking Civil War, right? Um, yes. Mm-hmm. So this is in February, but well, I think the thing is here is he wasn't with the Avengers at the start of. I think this is like maybe very very early on. Because he was technically with the um, government member because like, they show up at his place randomly, like like unannounced later. They're like, we need your help. And he's like, the, Ross was like, arrest these people. And he's like, oh, I lost connection and cut him off. So I think, again, like you said, the stories, the scripts, even Bruce Banner was supposed to be there in the Hulkbuster. You kind of see it behind him in the art. So they, they really tooled the script a bunch of times, it looks like sounds like, to get uh, very honed in on the story we got. And honestly, Infinity War is still fantastic after after all this time. So, um, Yeah, so you can check that out. I always love the concept arts. Uh, we, we like to show that stuff. But let's go ahead and get that out of the way. We're going to get into the meat and potatoes of the show, Mike. This is a full-course meal. Buckle up, Buckaroo D23, <laughs> the convention dedicated to Marvel, Disney, Star Wars, Pixar, and more. Now, we are not going to cover everything. There was a lot of stuff announced here, Mike, right? Like things that disney's come out with that didn't that doesn't really affect the show directly but you know we may cover them later down the road like you know the the little mermaid trailer mm-hmm. all the pixar's and disney's animated movies they announced that, that really aren't superhero related so we kind of we're, we're, we're just streamlining this to the stuff that we got and what we know um to to get you guys through this so uh first and foremost on thursday disney plus day thor love and thunder release on disney plus uh so people gotta go Dive back into that. The IMAX enhanced version is on there as well. Do you know how to get to that version, Mike? If I said, "Hey, watch the IMAX version," on your Disney Plus, app? I got to
0: ima- I got to imagine it's uh, similar when I want to watch the Simpsons in four x three instead of widescreen. Yes. Right. Probably yep. somewhere in the menus.
1: <laughs> yeah, you select on it, go down, um, choose. I think it's like, um, I think it might say versions or something else. Like it's literally right below the play button. You just go sideways, left to right, and it's there. So, um, pretty easy to get to that. The timeline I sent this to you as well on Disney Plus um, has updated to show that Thor is the latest movie in the timeline after the She-Hulk series. So um, very interested in seeing how some of these other shows play into that. So that was mm-hmm. pretty cool. And also, um, you know, again unrelated, but Pinocchio with Tom Hanks is now on Disney Plus. So if you want to watch that, you can.
0: That's your PS. Yeah, I think I think Disney might want to uh, reconsider exactly what they want disney plus day to be right Mm -hmm. Uh, the last disney plus day now maybe not the most coherent way to announce things with a very long twitter thread that you just had to like mindlessly scroll through to get your news right you know so the delivery could change but we got like honest to god like really like exciting announcements right like this disney plus day was like what what's happening here <laughs> like, well it was yeah. a, 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 in in my perspective uh absolutely completely overshadowed right by well, the uh the convention just the it, day later
1: and i think disney plus day last year um was actually on the, the birthday of disney plus right like they're normally on the birthday which is not september um it's closer to what october mm-hmm. november so really curious okay. why they moved it around maybe it was to hopefully provide that synergy um with these but honestly like you said it kind of just fell flat like i that's it. That's all we got that I know of. Um, and the other announcements are going to gonna take place here. So uh, let's jump into just real quick casting announcements for some Star Wars. Star Wars, I think, was the second thing. Marvel Games was first, but we have that below with Marvel. So we'll jump into Star Wars here. The Acolyte, the upcoming um, High Republic area, era of Star Wars show, is coming. And they've cast Lee Jung-jae, who is the main actor
0: in Squid Games as one of the leading characters. Oh. Um, oh, is his hair going to be is his hair going to be red? Or is that just for Squid Games? <laughs> <laughs> Was his hair red?
1: Mm? Yeah, at the very very end. Oh, sorry. Yeah, sorry. sorry yeah, yeah. Um so uh I I've, I've only seen him like all the all the stuff shows him like from like the first episode and then the second like all the mm-hmm. side by sides. Um I don't know, maybe. I believe he will probably either be a Jedi or a Sith. Um, the main characters uh, are going to be two young girls who are sisters. So I believe he's going to be a leader of one side or the other. I would probably lean more into the Sith character since this is going to be a Sith-focused show, rather than a Jedi-focused. So um, it'd be nice to see him kind of whip out some of that evilness, right? Um, and be a be yeah. a bad Force user, if you will.
0: Yeah, either, either way, it's awesome, because uh, Squid Game. I think one of the um, revelations that came out of that show's success is that nobody really made a lot of money off of it because mm-hmm. uh, Netflix kind of got it on kind of got it on the cheap. Uh, obviously, they'll recoup their their losses on subsequent seasons because it's like one of the biggest shows of all time. Yeah. Uh, so I'm glad this person's out there getting that Disney money, right? Uh, and I'm sure they'll be getting some more Netflix money as yeah. well after that. So yeah. action figure money. Face. action wanna, figure money. Yeah. Put. Put that on the poster. They'll be like, "Hey, that's the that's yeah. the Squid Game guy. I'm gonna I'm mm-hmm. gonna get Disney Plus to watch that." And, and
1: I think you know we we talk about Star Wars has no movies coming out right now. None that we know about. Um, anything? The only one that was announced was that what um, the the flying one, the airplane or the spaceship one. Was it Rogue Squadron that has really gone nowhere with Patty Jenkins?
0: Um, yeah, and then we get uh, we get like updates. Occasionally, from like some sort of junket where Ryan Johnson's like, yeah. nah, I still want to make these, yeah, and it's like, okay, <laughs> well, his are technically, I guess, still on, but like, he, his never had a
1: release date, and Patty Jenkins did. So, the whole point of this mm-hmm. is Star Wars has a lot riding on its Disney Plus properties, um, and we're, we're gonna talk about some of this. So, I think this is a, a really positive step for for Star Wars casting um, this actor. The other thing, uh, coming up here, the third technical Disney Plus, um, exclusive, I'm not counting anime, live action shows coming is Andor uh, later this month, September 21st for a three episode premiere. Looks like it'll be in two weeks. We can we can talk about that. We have an official trailer release Um, very similar to the you know, the, uh, what was that? Um, the teaser we, we covered a couple weeks ago. Again, this show's case is a huge cast of characters other than just Cassie and Andor. Mm-hmm. Um, I do love, I, I forget his name, but he's been in all the Thor movies, except the reason one uh the professor mm-hmm.
0: um Selvig right
1: yeah Eric Selvig uh he his 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 kids are his one of his kids is the it guy whatever but um yeah I, I he he looks to be a really fun actor in this but what I keep noticing when I watch this is um very similar to the new House of the Dragons is that people's haircuts and beards like are changing like shot to shot in this right <laughs> like so I know this takes place across a year but like boy am i excited to see how much this changes because like they looked like different people from shot to shot so i'm very excited to kind of see this ebb and flow through a timeline rather than just like oh this takes place over like a weekend kind of kind of show
0: yeah yeah this uh this trailer for me personally i feel like it had more andor in mm-hmm. it itself uh very similar to the last trailer just you know throwing some more clips and vo from uh cassian Uh, funny thing though, is I had to, you know, while I was hunting down this trailer, you know, youtube.com slash star Wars, which is eventually where I found it. But within the same row of videos, there's one that says like, uh, it's Diego Luna. Is that his name? Yes. Yeah. Okay. But it's like Diego Luna explains star Wars timeline or something like that. And it was just like this little sizzle video they made of, of like a timeline with like some you know screenshots of like oh this is when the death star was made this is when it destroyed this planet this is where ant this is where rogue one takes place this is where andor takes place and it's just like we're starting to get to that point mm-hmm. right where they feel the need that this is getting very confusing for people right i'm even a star wars fan and honestly i can't come up with on the spot exactly where these things take place at any given time. I really have to sit back and think about it. Okay, I know that that Ro- this happens before Ro- Rogue One, and I know Rogue One happens just before the original Star Wars trilogy, but then in my head I have to go, okay, so, but how much time, to- like how yeah. long ago was... The prequels, and then I always get confused of like, okay, Mando is after it. But how so? It's just it's getting very confusing, and they're building up kind of like two different threads on two kind of different sides of this original uh, trilogy. Mm-hmm. So I'm expecting more yeah. timeline explainers in the future, and I'm yeah. gonna need them.
1: <laughs> yeah, and and that's fine. I think the what I don't think we'll get is the prequel or the between uh, the. The prequel trilogy and the original i think that might die off after andor um honestly for live action um but i do think the one after um mando is gonna be huge we'll talk about some of that here in a little bit but um honestly i mean like i said i i i, w- I want to see this show and just get it out of the way so i can base my opinions on that because I like we've talked about we feel better after watching some of the stuff where it's not just watching cassie and andor the whole time um it is good to know that it is two seasons. One season is one year time frame, and the second season is like five years time frame. Um, so like it's gonna end where it needs to end, um, into Rogue One rather than you know us waiting and trying to find, like, oh are they gonna some how are they gonna fit, you know, five seasons into this? We just know there's a start and ending, and I think that's that's good on them for actually doing that for, for a show. Uh, moving into the next animated property, uh, Tales of the Jedi, Mike, and, and they gave us our first trailer for this. They teased it back at Star Wars um, uh, convention earlier this year, but we finally got a seat here. And, and what do you think of that? My,
0: <laughs> the, there's a, there's yeah. a Yoda with hair. Well, that's, that's yeah, the only that's thing. Uh, yeah, that's Yaddle. Uh, that's the, that's the only, <laughs> it's yeah. like the only thing I can like really, really remember from that. Like I, oh. I went back in the trailer and I was like, okay, where was it? And I'm like, you know, framing around. And I was just like, I just couldn't not get the wig like, just mm-hmm. out of. It's just so funny. Like, yeah. I, it's just like, I, I wish they would give us a name for whatever this, whatever Yoda is. Right. You the know, we were starting to explore. We're starting to expand this yeah. kind of, like, species. And I would love a name because mm-hmm. now I, I, all I want to know is how they grow hair, right? Yeah. Are, does, when they have hair, does that mean they're younger? Is that middle-aged? So, is there, like, a subsect uh, of the species that maybe live on a different planet that have, like, a toupee? I don't know, It's just so funny. I could so
1: not Yaddle is in episode one. If you go back and watch episode one, she's a sta- staple character. So she's not new for this show, thankfully. Um, but we, people didn't see her in episodes two or three, so I think we're going to figure out why she's not around from this show. Now, watching this trailer, it seems like there's just, there's six episodes in this whole show, uh, this limited series. Three of them are Ahsoka as a child, um, training with Anakin and then post, um, leaving the Jedi Order. So we see her older. So we have three of those. The other three I only see is Count Dooku, right? So are we getting three Count Dooku episodes? I couldn't make heads or tails of it. Um, I couldn't figure figure it out so it looks like it kind of is um so we're following a young count dooku as he goes to the dark side
0: yeah maybe this is kind of a bit of a strategical way Uh, like, you know, obviously it seems like Filoni is involved in this. Not necessarily saying he's directing these, right? But, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm sure he's an EP on this, you know, giving a direction. And I'm sure tapping somebody that he trusts to make these because this is really his world, this animated world. Uh, And my guess is like, oh, let's do kind of like a – like a like a mini animated movie right and then okay. it just and probably makes more sense if, to chop it up into episodes yeah
1: well and if you watch a lot of the clone wars a lot of those became three-part stories right two two episodes yeah. or three episodes so he's got that and i did look it up a uh, did begin right
0: Begin he had did work on this series while working on the mandalorian so yeah, um, it, it, it's kind of like that. Uh, it's like that throwback uh, Justice League vibes. Yeah. Like the Justice League animated series always yeah. had those like three episode, yeah. four episode story arcs, and those yeah. were great.
1: Yeah. So um, I did look. at It is um, three points is Ahsoka, and the other are Count Dooku. So apparently, it is just those two characters, which makes me believe If this is successful, they could lead into more characters down the road. Um, Ahsoka, mm. I get because they they're coming to her show. Right? She's gonna. She has a live action show. But, you know, Dooku, I'm, I'm interested in because, you know, we know his ending. We know how he uh, ended up, um, you know, beheaded, literally in episode three. But one of the cool things is, you know, um, they are bringing back a lot of the voice cast from the animated show. But also, Liam Neeson is coming back as Qui Gon Jinn again, Mike. So they, when he came oh, in for that Obi Wan yeah, f- episode, they must yeah. have, like, put a microphone up to his face, like, hey, can you say some lines real fast for us? We got to. A- we got a show to make.
0: Oh man, if we if we want to get a dystopian, it's probably not even lines for the show. It's like read this three yeah. paragraphs and we'll virtualize your uh, voice and you won't have to come back in and we'll just send you a check. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so uh, those that's coming out uh,
1: October. We have it originally October 26th, 2021. Um 2021, 2022. Sorry, this year. I wrote that wrong. Um so that will be here within uh, a little a little over a month. So it'll be kind of going it looks like coinciding with Um, and or. They'll kind of be living side by side there for a couple weeks. So, Um, good for that. Uh, Bad Batch uh, we did not get a trailer, another trailer for season 2, however we did get the release date as January 4th, so once all this other Star Wars stuff wraps up, um, Bad Batch will drop on January 4th and it's got a 16 episode season 2, which means uh, that will actually run uh, and coincide with another live action Star Wars project, Mandalorian Season 3, Mike. Which we got a new trailer, or I guess the first trailer. We saw the leaked one before, but this is the first official trailer oh, for season three.
0: Yeah, I I was confused too. I was like, wait, didn't we see something? I was like, oh wait, no, that was at a low angle with a blurry yeah. screen. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah It's like some some stuff. a lot of it. A lot of it's the same um, here. Um, so it looks like um, since I don't have much on Bad Batch, let's jump into Mandalorian season three trailer. Uh, we get to see the the the, the planet of Mandalore. It looks like it's been ravaged since the battle, of the siege of Mandalore from the Clone Wars. Um, it looks like the little Babu freak characters from uh, was it I guess uh, the last or uh, the Skywalker Return of Skywalker new, whatever the last the, one is
0: yeah newest newest trilogy yes, yes.
1: Uh, and then it sounds like there's some new music at the end of this it sounds like they're not it wasn't the standard Mandalorian theme song it was like some maybe some small
0: child chants
1: a little bit here at the end of the trailer so. oh I, yeah
0: I didn't I didn't catch new I didn't catch any new music yeah but the vibe on this trailer was uh, great it seems like. Yeah. I know uh, epic is a word that's kind of lost all meaning, especially growing up as a millennial. Mm -hmm. right? But it it felt very epic in the traditional sense of the word. Uh, There was like that shock, that shock troop shot of all of those um, uh, armored clad people dropping. uh, Oh yeah, the the Mandalorians with the jetpacks, yeah. Yeah, maybe like a dropship or something. I, I don't know where they were coming from, but that looked really awesome. I love the line of I don't know exactly who said it, but oh, your cult like ruined this planet yeah. or something like yeah, that. And that I is, like, um... I think that's a fu- I think that's a fun story thread to pull on of just like, I mean, yeah, like he's a warrior and everything, but I, I personally, as an Earthling, as a human being, I think it's kind of crazy that somebody wouldn't be allowed to take their helmet off. So. Yeah. I think even like exploring kind of like those cultish undertones, I think, is very yeah. interesting. Well,
1: it, it's going to explain the different Mandalorians, right? There's the the ones we see who take their helmet off, that are the ones who don't, and and we never really knew about the ones they who just didn't wear normal
0: the... clothes, you yeah. know? <laughs>
1: yep, yeah, very business casual attire uh, when they're when they're getting down to it. <laughs> but you know, this seems again, I think, epic and scope. but I think it feels more reeled in than the last season. Um, nothing against the last season, but like they're like we the the Mandalorian, he has um Grogu with him again they they did that part in the uh uh Boba Fett show so he's got Grogu they're like we need to figure out what this what the mandalorian is and what his his you know his mark on this legacy is going to be um we didn't see any of um Moff Gideon. Um, even though we know Giancarlo is going to be back in it, we didn't see the dark saber, Even though we know that's a huge point of this, so very excited to see that. And um, I, I made mean, out here space a lot more space battles in this new uh, Naboo ship that he made. Um, yeah. And B- if you're
0: um, if you're anywhere near uh, Galaxy's Edge, uh, the Mandalorian's going to be coming to uh, Disneyland. I, I I believe soon and ha- has like a little um, like sling that he that the character wears that has like a animatronic like grogu in it like i think he like he he can like the 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 character actor can like um uh cover it with like a like a piece of cloth and like oh unveil it and stuff so that that's pretty cool too
1: yeah yeah that would be cool so this is coming february 2023 mike we are around the corner from um the star wars series that really kicked back um kicked off the rejuvenation uh, of the franchise uh, one of the most exciting things, um, you know, we we don't have a lot to go here, but they did show some footage for this, this is the Ahsoka show. Um, they cast um, actor Iman Asfandi, who was in the movie King Richard, as Ezra Bridger. The um, the guy from Aladdin did not get the role, um, but you know we do get a, you know we have a screenshot someone took from it that shows you know uh, Rosario Dawson back as Ahsoka with one of her white bladed lightsabers. Um, you know I I don't. I don't know. Nothing ever looked wrong with her, so everything looks fine. Again, I'm I'm gonna go and say the newer lightsabers look too clean on the edges, right? They look like a tube with light in them. Um, mm-hmm. For especially in this shot, but hopefully we when we see them in
0: motion, it'll be it'll be better. So, um, yeah, I I just looked up the person they're casting as uh, Ezra, and yeah. man uncanny resemblance yeah this is a very good cat this is very good cat it's almost like you think it w- it's the other way around right this was a live-action character that they animated so mm-hmm. man yeah. good that's good news I would say for Ezra Ezra fans yeah yeah so he'll be he'll be coming back from the the rebel show in there um someone move- someone's gotta someone's got redeem the name Ezra this calendar year right yeah yeah right <laughs>
1: uh, well this will probably be next year but yeah it'll be uh, yeah, We don't know when this is sh- when show's coming out, but yeah, I agree with you wholeheartedly. The Skeleton Crew, the uh, upcoming show that took director John Watts away from Fantastic Four into Star Wars. Uh, the filming has apparently been underway for a couple weeks, and then we had our first look at Jude Law in the show here included. And what I love about this, we don't see the kids that he's with. They didn't announce any of the, the, the crew with him. But I do love the robotic uh, little eyes from Jabba's Palace that we see. So obviously he's at a door, right? We can tell... Um, Jude Law, character's out the door here. Um, and this looks like a ragtag team of people behind him, so... Um,
0: yeah, it looks like, you know, the, the characters in the background, I'm guessing the, the younger cast, uh, just based on the height of maybe one of the characters, um, oh, yeah. a, 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 at least two of them seem to be human. Yeah. Uh, would you say that one over his other shoulder looks like it could on, be like... On the right? He looks like looks he's got like those,
1: a, those things off the back of his head, like the tendril-looking things.
0: Yeah, or... And it looks like maybe even a giant trunk. I, it, it makes yeah. me think of that that uh, that blue elephant that plays like the keyboard. Oh in the cantina. yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Max Rebo, he's got yeah. a gig, man. He's got a gig. He, he was oh, alive she, in the yeah, Mandal in that Boba Fett show. But oh,
0: wait, okay. When does this? When does the, this show take place? When is this supposed to take place? That's a great question. You, uh, I'm gonna look this see? up now because now i Because all I'm trying to think is I'm trying to do Max Rebo headcanon. Maybe is this a younger no, Max Rebo? No, this is this retires? is after the <laughs> Battle
1: of Yavin. So this is this is
0: uh, in the Boba F- uh, or Mandalorian era of this. Okay, so. Could this be like Max Rebo's like brother? Or younger it's probably brother not Max Rebo at
1: all, know. but but could it could <laughs> no, be a Chris, creature? Every at the same blue time.
0: elephant is re, every blue elephant has to yeah. be related. As much
1: as I love Max Rebo, Mike, you know this, um, but we don't know much about. We don't even know who the kids are with him. Uh, we just know that John Watts is directing it and Jude Law is acting in it. So, um, I expect. Is there any other event this year that would? Give us any information, Mike, or is this going to be one of those uh, things they just pull out of their ass at the middle of a, of a, I of a feel, dead week? I feel, like the,
0: I feel like maybe the only big synergy moment we might see with Disney is Avatar coming out. I mm-hmm. could see them maybe wanting they to got blue bolt elephants. on a new... <laughs> <laughs> I could see them maybe bolt on like a blue... A, a blue god damn it a new trailer you know no. to to play in front of a uh, avatar that's no. that's the only thing i can think of off the top
1: yeah. of my head they still they still got the Ahsoka trailer shelf so i don't know but uh, you're know, supposed to come out 2023 but you know we'll get more of this but you know jude and you know he's he's rocking every property he can from marvel to star wars to harry potter he's just he's just getting in all of them so um you, you can check out that photo in our show notes um so yeah that's it for star wars star wars is kind of light man uh they they knew that we want to see tales of the Jedi. they knew we want to see the mandalorian but that's really about it right like this is kind of like we're just kind of in this waiting period for next year really for a lot of these shows that have been announced so um yeah so let's shift gears we're gonna go into marvel games for a minute mike if you don't care just just we're gonna dabble here um we get our first look uh we have a a our first you know trailer teaser trailer um, for Project Marvels, and this is a Skydance New Media, uh, which is you know Mike's like Skydance. They don't make games. Well, they do now um, <laughs> under the New Media banner. Uh, that is a game set in World War II that uh, has uh, four playable heroes: with Steve Rogers, Captain America, Azuri, T'Challa's grandfather, and the World War II Black Panther, Gabriel Jones, a U.S. soldier and a member of the Howling Commandos, and Nanali a leader of the Wakandan Spy Network. So, um, this seems to be... I don't think it'll be four-player. Um, I think it'll be a story that swaps between all four characters as it kind of goes through this thing. Um, we didn't get any gameplay trailer, but the the Paris feel, the, 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 the little... The world felt pretty good, Mike, for a teaser trailer, right? Even though we know it's not gameplay, not representative of the final product. But I did like the Paris vibe of this, the Hydra symbols, the the music kind of going on i i really you know as a video gamer i'm really excited for this what what was your take on this
0: i i just thought it was a fun reminder that the black panther mantle has been around for a while Mm -hmm. you know you just forget about it right that that suit has just been protecting wakanda for gosh who who knows how long right so i i'm looking forward to that interpretation right you know As Wakanda has like advanced over the years, like is the suit maybe going to be maybe slightly more rugged or prototypy? Maybe back in the '40s, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, that would be kind of cool to see it uh, a little bit more mechanical. Uh, but yeah, it was a cool shot when you see the Captain America shield and you see like the claw marks over the top yeah. of it. So that'll be and- that'll be fun. And also, like you know, you can all you can imagine what it's like to play, like, as Captain America in a video game, right? You know, it's not too complicated yeah, they, to think, like, oh, he's, like, a, like a brawler. There, Well, there is a like Captain a America
1: game um, based on the first movie set in World War II, and it plays just, like, the Arkham games, which was really fun. It was a really good game. So, yeah, 100% for them. Mm-hmm.
0: But uh, it, th- I, this will probably be our first time to, like, really, like, sink our claws, pun intended, into, like, oh, what could be single-player, you know, Black mm-hmm. Panther be? Like, that could be yep. really rad
1: yeah and this is what's gonna be great for you because i know you know um this huge amy hennig was the writer for uncharted 1 2 and 3 mike so um Ooh, so if you want good, if you man. want story you're gonna get a story in a game um so uh that, that's got a huge person coming coming in to to, to add some weight and to this if you will
0: uh- and this is this is kind of fun too now that we're in the the multiversal landscape right you know marvel has this decision that they can always make of if this game ever gets popular enough right Mm -hmm. we can fold this into the movies and some sort of like cataclysmic multiversal event Mm -hmm. right you know so that that could be kind of fun it's not saying that it's likely to happen but it's just cool that there's always a possibility right yeah
1: yeah yeah exactly and you know, I like the the screenshot of it. I, I just wish we had more details of when it's going to come out. But you know, video games they always come out. But this, you know, with with someone who's going to write a good story, that's what we want in a game, right? Something really good. So, um, yeah, very very excited to check this out when we get some gameplay. Probably, I guess E three next year. Maybe maybe the Video Game Awards in December. But um, I, I doubt it. The other game was kind of a, a weird announcement for me, and it's got me got me in some mixed feelings, Mike um marvel's world of heroes was announced and it's an ar game from niantic which is makes pokemon go and you know i've been playing it since it came out you know six years ago and um this is a weird marvel game we got a little teaser of it and you know you said it's not actual gameplay yeah we it's not this is like the biggest tease i've ever seen from a game without actually giving us what's kind of going on and that's like niantic's mo um but well, what I, to me, what the first thing I actually saw was one of the characters is Cyclops, so they're actually leaning into their X-Men characters a little bit in this game, rather than relying on like the, the Marvel Universe ones as much, right? So there's Doctor Strange,
0: mm-hmm. Thor,
1: and Cyclops, and I have
0: no idea what this game's going to be, or play. I mean, if I, if I had to guess based off the sizzle, I think the tagline was like, everyone can be heroes, yeah. or something like that, and then you kind of get the idea of like, oh, you walk into a park... Hold your phone up, and I don't know, maybe yeah. there's like a Hydra agent on the other end, and then you yeah. tap the screen to throw some like virtual punches, and then you probably get some sort of like token or yeah. EXP. That would they- be my guess. But uh, Pokemon goes cool because you get to see Pokemon. Yeah. We like to look at Pokemon, yeah. right? I don't want to look at just a faceless mob all around the yeah. world. It would just be more so. Maybe it's like a mixture of just like, oh, if you want to get new powers, you got to go find Cap yeah you know team team ups would be cool
1: (laughs) like being able to interact with somebody else would be better right Um, Mm because you know you're teaming up as a hero that's what they do in the comics and movies Uh, the other thing with that is you know they had a Harry Potter game for you know a while too and it it didn't it wasn't a catching game it was like you kind of like you said a battling kind of game over and over again but like I want to see the screen of the phone. I don't want to see what they imagine people looking like playing this. Like, I want to know what it is before I commit to it. Um, But, you know, Niantic, they're coming, Pokemon Go makes some billions of dollars every year. So they've got the funds to, you know, put something out there if they really want to. But I did not expect Mm -hmm. this announcement to to hit at all. So, very, very, like I said, mixed feelings as a huge Pokemon Go fan and a Marvel fan and seeing how this kind of comes to life, whether that'll work for me or not. Now let's get to the MCU. The MCU proper. We got uh, at least a page or more of this to go through. And the first is the off rumored um, now-confirmed Werewolf by Night special, Mike. Um, it is, uh, we the trailer came out, it is a very much a black and white B-movie style trailer that shows us one The special, which I think is like what Marvel's going to call their new one-shots, um, is going to be very... Uh, I guess um, was that what's that a grindhouse feeling, if you will, when watching?
0: Yeah, this is this is wild. I absolutely love this trailer. Right. Yeah. You know, I feel like Marvel even even just two or three years ago, even though, funnily enough, they probably started development on this two or three years ago, right? Wouldn't have released something like this. You know, this is the advantage of them having like a streaming platform where they can kind of release you know, kind of offshoot little things like this. It's just, it's fun. It's just weird. It, it just feels like somebody up the ladder mm-hmm. just like, Trusts a filmmaker and then also now trusts the audience. It's It's like when you have the brand name Marvel, you can just get away with a lot more now. So
1: funny thing, this isn't a filmmaker. This is Michael Giacchino, who is a composer. This is his first like video project or movie project. Oh, Um, all right. Yeah. (laughs) So uh, he's got enough, I guess, faith built at Disney slash Marvel to to give him this. And you know, it doesn't. I'm not going to hold that against him. I think people can be, you know, skilled in multiple things if given the opportunity and 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 Mm -hmm. crew around them. So this looks really, you know, crazy little fun, like a little cheesy. Do you think the whole movie's going to be – or special's going to be in black and white, or do you think it will be in color?
0: Um, Yeah, I I don't know. It does make you wonder what they're going to do here. I mean we might – we'll talk a little bit more about like Werewolf by Night and where else they might uh, pop up here, right? But it does make you wonder like, oh, is this more of like just a fun – gimmicky thing where at the very end we'll pull out and this is just a late night movie that long is yeah. watching on his couch you know while mm-hmm. he's drinking his uh gin fizzes or whatever oh yeah or is this you know or is this going to be like real like canon right and yeah. we're just being presented it in a more like you know unique way just kind of for the spooky season that it is yeah but it, it seems like I don't is it is the person just called werewolf by night do they have like a name Is their name like Josh or something that is the titular werewolf yeah yeah there's a
1: character um (laughs) let me see I got there was like four or five of them in in the comic books um yeah his his name is Jack Russell
0: oh that was close I mean I just shout out Josh I didn't know it was gonna be a J name (laughs) yeah
1: yeah it's Jack Russell and then um you know uh and his his alter ego is werewolf by night so, yes, that's his name in the thing. Uh, I think the big thing for me is it, the the tiniest, like, three or four frames is mo- uh, Man-Thing. Like, Man-Thing is back in the MCU. After talking about, like, what, a couple weeks ago, um, the 2005 version on Tubi, um, you get kind of get to see him. I would love to see Man-Thing in
0: color, so that's kind of why I hope this is not black and white the whole time. But I would totally get it. Um, They could do maybe a stylistic thing, right, where if they're really trying to be, like, avant-garde and creative, like, a strike of lightning in the sky that illuminates a scene and all of a sudden it's all color, kind of feel like, you know, Sin City or, like, the spirit vibe, something like that. Yeah. I wonder if this is also strategic, right? Because we also have, what, Agatha House of Harkness coming up, which I don't know if that is specifically supposed to be all prequel. It seems like it'll definitely deal with her origin in some way, right? Yeah. Is this a way for them to be like, okay, before Tony Stark – you know, reveal that he was a superhero and changed the world forever. We had this stuff happening in the past, Mm -hmm. you know, in the the darkness that nobody knew about. We had witches, we had werewolves. I still don't know how they're explaining vampires just yet. I'm sure they'll get around to it some way, right? But I think maybe this is their strategy is kind of what it's starting to feel like
1: yeah and i've included the synopsis here and one of the other things is it says they they gather at the foreboding bloodstone temple following the death of the leader which kind of confirms i believe the the woman not the not the older woman but the younger lady in this is elsa bloodstone who is known to be a monster hunter in the comic books as well so um this is very interesting it looks like they're hunting a monster but is you know is the monster the werewolf are they all hunting for man thing uh, along the way like what what is the purpose It seems fun it seems like You know one of those murder mysteries Like we've I've got you all here today to come hunt Something you know whoever you know Lives is the winner kind of deal but um, I, I don't know it looks it, it even does like the film burning At the end kind of thing giving that Extra mm. grindhouse feel but what the best Part of this is this is coming October 7th We have less than a month to watch this man so like All these questions um, Are just are just they're gonna be answered very, very quickly, yeah. and this is why they just kept I, it secret, quote unquote, secret for so long.
0: I'd love to get a, a runtime notice at some point too. It yeah. would be great if it was like a full feature. I would mm-hmm. love that so much, but you know, I'm if thinking we're like, like an, hour. an hour. I think yeah. that's will be happy. Yeah,
1: I'm thinking like an hour as well. Um, but also, is this the new way one shots are gonna work? You know, if Marvel wants to tell a story, you know, it can be multiverse. I don't think those are the TVA people with them. But I would not be surprised if those are the TVA people in this as well. Did you notice that? The people with the batons and, like, the riot
0: gear? Oh, maybe. I should go back and rewatch this yeah. trailer. It's it's a, lot, it's a lot to take in. It's
1: very quick. A lot of quick shots. I think there might be TVA in this, too, tying this into Loki and possibly making these multiversal characters. The other part is Man-Thing in the comic books is a Nexus creature like Agatha, a, a singular point in multiple universes. So maybe... It could be another universe or it could lead into the MCU proper uh, with Man-Thing. So um, we are less than a month away. I just can't believe less than a month on a big, big Marvel thing like this. And I think the Marvel special presentations is how the Guardians uh, holiday special is going to go. But I would love to see more like this, right? Just really throw some fun stuff at the wall and see what sticks along the way. Um, so you've not watched, we're going to shift gears, you've not watched this because you did, you did watch, we've watched She-Hulk this week, we're probably not going to cover it because it's going to be a long episode, but the mid-season sneak peek came out after this, episode four, there are in fact nine episodes, um, but the biggest thing is they, they are just teasing Daredevil, right, they're like, Daredevil's coming, we've also not seen the Frogman dude yet, um, Mm -hmm. or, or anything to do with Titania, so um a lot more left in the show i'm again i think we we did we talk about like on wednesday or thursday we're like we're having a good time with us like this is fun um i i really yeah, enjoyed madison this week as a character uh one two n's one y but it's not what you think
0: not, yeah exactly no yeah we won't spoil it if you haven't watched it yet but it's it's great having a great time block yeah. out all those haters they're dumb and they're yeah. the same people that don't like the uh that the little mermaid's yeah. black either so right. just just block them out and keep having a good time yeah.
1: it's, it's it's a great time so yeah recommend she hulk wholeheartedly secret invasion my got a trailer finally for secret invasion um you know i've said this so multiple times this is probably one of my favorite comic books i'm very excited for this show coming up here and this trailer just made me that much more excited um, I've, I've got to say really nailing the espionage spy thriller tone while you know keeping it kind of like flipping things on its head a little bit right because um, we get to see you know Nick Fury coming down uh, we get to see Talos return the the, the scroll leader from, from Captain Marvel um, actor um, Kingsley Ben Adir who is the villain uh, in this and he has a bunch of bodyguards who are scrolls that turn into him apparently so um yeah, what what do you think? What do you think of this?
0: It I'm the the trailer was intense, yeah. right? You definitely get like uh spy thriller vibes from it, you know. It it kind of felt reminiscent to Winter Soldier in a way where I felt like the biggest thing that you saw was like a real like fiery explosion. Mm-hmm. And usually I feel like when we're watching these trailers they're like laser beams or, you know, something a little bit bigger, more fantastical in the MCU. So yeah, I'm looking forward to this. Last time we talked about Secret Invasion, you know, we were hearing some rumors that there was like some production difficulties. So I'm just hoping all that got sorted out. Yeah. Um, at the very least, whoever cut the trailer did a good job yep. if it is indeed not up to snuff they cut a fun trailer so yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to it, it i love the shot at the beginning where nick fury yeah. uh comes down in a in a spaceship yep <laughs> but like the way the light is like wrapping around him he just looks like a tall like a long stretchy like alien but then he yeah. walks out of the light i was like oh that's that's clever i like that
1: oh yeah yeah and then you know we saw a couple shots of amelia clark and olivia coleman um, what, what you know? People have always said you know the MCU's got too much humor. I don't think there's going to be a lot of humor in this one, Mike. I think this is truly a take the Nick Fury action scenes from the Winter Soldier and just extend it into a series, right for six episodes. I think that's what this whole thing's going to be. Um, Don Cheadle, though, I did not expect him returning from the series. Um, he's he,
0: he seems to be like some sort of politician.
1: Yeah. Well, he he um. He wasn't vice president, but yeah, he's, he's doing something right. It seems like the goal of the scrolls is to take over the politicians, but like, is this really Don Cheadle or is this Don Cheadle, this version of scroll because he's walking.
0: Like, well, that's, yeah, that's going to be the question every episode, right? You know, who are we looking at? Are they real or not? Like, uh, so there should be twists abound in this show. I'm sure.
1: Yeah. And, And I saw the only other person I saw was Everett Ross, right. Um, played by Martin Freeman. Um, Early on, uh, but like other than that, I didn't. We didn't really see anybody else. So it's we're gonna be on our toes this whole show about who is and who's what. And, and this show actually uh, comes out twenty twenty three, so the next one after She Hulk, um, for series. But then it's gonna kick off, lead into the series Armor Wars. So we officially quote unquote re announced because they didn't do it at D twenty or their SDCC right. So they've come back with this new logo for the Armor Wars, and it's gonna be about Don Cheadle. He's going to be in the show and trying to get back some Tony Stark tech out in the world, right? Uh, and what does, what does that mean when it's in the wrong hands? So, um,
0: Yeah, the uh, the logo is the O in Armor Wars. It seems to be hinting at maybe some sort of arc reactor, mm-hmm. maybe. At least that's the vibes that I get from it. So yep. somebody out there is, I guess, maybe not making bootleg reactors. But, you know, what happened yeah. when Tony's not around to protect the tech that he made, that kind of seems like what they're yeah, for.
1: yeah we uh, i don't know if, we don't know if riri williams will be in this but we do know you know i wouldn't be surprised if Ironheart was in this as well um to help out but um don Cheadle really stepping back into the uh mcu for us even though he got his legs broken pretty bad in civil war so good for him daredevil born again um charlie cox out there they had a Vincent D'Onofrio out there. The uh, he they've said that this is not a season four of the Netflix show, but a new beginning at Marvel. Hence the name, "Born Again." Double um, know, They also shut off the logo, which is the classic Daredevil logo, Mike the double D, um, with the red thing here. This is this is a great title card. I love it. It feels feels really good. Mm. Um, and the production starts next year for this. So very very excited to see these guys. They got a lot of episodes to make, man. Yeah, it's like what? How many did we say? Eighteen. Uh, so yeah, I think that's what we yeah. yeah. So, it's going to be it's going to be great for that. But that's also going to tie into the show filming now. It might be done kids Echo. Uh we didn't get any trailer. They did show show trailer for the audiences. However, um the kingpin has been back and he is shown off wearing an eye patch, Mike. So what does that mean? So, do you think she shot him in the eye? I think he got shot. I think I think he might have got shot, Mike.
0: So or you know there's lots of ways you can get a eye, eye, eye patch, but cat a cat scratch. I mean if he, <laughs> he's doing a Nick Fury. I mean if he's if he's getting shot in the eye, he's gonna need that Kingsman uh, liquid uh, goo bag that they put on the yeah. faces when well, get shot in the head. <laughs>
1: well, it's it's one of those things they are doing. One of the comics already did this where he got shot in both eyes, um, and he literally came back with like two eye patches on. Is comic books he might have superpowers in in this version right he's bigger bulkier tankier than he was in the, in the Netflix ones who knows but you know um, it is it is good to hear Vincent D'Oprio will be back but I, I think we're both going to be proven wrong that he did get shot in the face um, maybe not as bad as we thought but yeah we'll see um funny thing i'm gonna tell you this and anyone who who reaches out my, i might be nice of, a lot of these have leaked audios online of the trailers not footage mm-hmm. but audios so i was able to listen to a lot of these very interesting to hear some of those so line up, can not confirm uh the marvels uh this is um we, they showed some footage off we didn't get to see it sadly because i'm very excited about this um we are we are this is next summer next june uh, but the footage shows uh, Monica Rambeau, right, who is uh, Spectrum, and Carol Danvers swapping places with Kamala. So anytime she was using her powers, she would swap places with them. Um, so they have, hmm. like, some sort of power entanglement. So there will be um, some some humor from this, some team-ups, even though they say not team-ups. Fury, Nick Fury, is in this movie as well, um, talking to Monica Rambeau early on in the trailer. There's a lot going on here. I'm very excited about this, Mike. Um to To kind of see how they play with these three characters, yes, sounds like hijinks will ensue. Yeah, yeah. Um, they did use a Beastie Boys, um, intergalactic as a, as a song for the the footage, though. So, uh, that's very very fun. I love that song. Yeah. So, I hopefully some of that leaks. I want to see this one. This one is of everything that that was out there that leaked. This is the one I want to watch the most. is, is the Marvels, Captain America: New World Order. We got the announcement of the title. Last, uh, I guess this past summer at San Diego Comic Con, now at D23, we have got some of the biggest news, I think, of the weekend for me. Uh, and that is the return of actor Tim Blake Nelson as the leader, uh, who has not shown up since the end of The Incredible Hulk in
0: 2008. So, um, yeah. we've... if, uh, if these. If these last couple of weeks have taught me anything, mm-hmm. I'd need to go back and watch The Incredible yes. Hulk. They've never made it so important and necessary. Yeah. Uh, ever since What If kind of brought the characters kind of back into scope a little bit, yeah. I was like, "This guy looks familiar." Like I looked at his face, I was like, "I've seen this actor before." I slightly yeah. remember, uh, but I don't. I don't remember what he does or who he is.
1: Yeah. So, um, you know, My question is, you know, with Abomination, She Hulk nat she hulk the leader is there some sort of you know is is the hulk's blood is this gamma radiation something that's going to get out and cause you know the future of the mcu right instead of the the super soldier serum it's it's, it's hulkifying everything i don't know um but yes tim blake nelson played uh, mr blue in the incredible hulk uh he helped he was taking samples of bruce's blood and trying to replicate it um not maliciously but just because you know he was he's a scientist and then some of it uh, dropped into his brain into an open wound at the uh, near end of that movie when Blonsky was out causing havoc. So his, the leader, if you look him up um, that character in Marvel, he's green and has a very, very tall brain. Um, so uh, yeah, he's very smart. So it's apparently the, he will be the main villain of this. Um, also from the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Carl Lumbey will return as Isaiah Bradley, the, um, I guess "quote unquote" the first Captain America, right? The African American one uh, that you know they just kind of threw away. And then Danny Mm -hmm. Ramirez will be back as the new Falcon. He's, um, you know, Sam's buddy who got him the suit back, um, you know, in in the show. So um, that's cool. They're bringing some of those characters in. And then actress Shira Haas will play the Israeli superheroine Sabra, uh, who's also in the comics as well. So this seems to be maybe a more, I don't know, global. Kind of thing if they're going to Israel a little bit,
0: yeah. Well, it's it's almost like you gotta remind yourself, right, that this is gonna be a film, yes. And not Disney Plus. So it's like, oh yeah, they 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 have to go big, you know, big. So like, what is the threat? You know, I'm not super familiar with Sam Wilson as Captain America in the comic books. I know it's relatively recent, right? So. You know, we don't know exactly what his villains are really supposed to be. And if he has them from the comic mm. books, they're obviously not iconic enough, yeah. right, as, like, Doctor Doom versus Fantastic Four. So it seems like it's really kind of, like, open season. They can kind of do whatever they want. Yeah. So it's like, oh, let's kind of pull these people back from these older movies. We'll make a, a fun storyline. It's line. all
1: connected, man. That's what they've been telling us the whole time.
0: <laughs> um, it's all there. But right,
1: but, like, you know, it's, it's just really fun that all these, you know, quote unquote loose ends from the incredible Hulk, which universal has had the distribution rights until possibly next year, um, are finally coming back into the fray, right. Of all these characters. So, um, mm. yeah, it's just, it's just fun. Those are some deep cuts and really making that, like you said, that story relevant, uh, again. So, yeah. um, and also having someone whose special ability isn't, you know, he's not strength. He's just, he's really smart and strategic and like using brains to beat him. is going to be interesting. Um, you know, for for the falcon right you can't just punch your way out of it so um Mm -hmm. very excited to see what this we'll we'll report back to you guys what we find out uh moving on uh the next to last uh, marvel news for this is the thunderbolts which is the last phase five film uh and they have officially revealed the team in some concept art from andy park himself um the man who draws the mcu before it comes to life and we have uh, Julia Louis-Dreyfus as Valentina Allegra de Fontaine. Hannah John-Kamen returning as Ghost from Ant-Man 2. Um, David Harbor coming back as the Red Guardian. Florence Pugh as Yulina Belova. Sebastian Stan as Bucky Barnes. Uh, Wyatt Russell as U.S. Agent. And Olga Kirilinko as the Taskmaster, Mike. Um, and the Taskmaster, she, um, well, first and foremost... Um, Red Guardian has a new suit, and um, the Taskmaster has a new mask, uh, which actually makes it more look like a skull than everybody else. But it's a very interesting team, and I'm going to say this yeah. for one reason. They all have the same powers. <laughs> uh, like, like this yeah, is, like, I... almost the same character over and over again.
0: Yeah, it's like, well, this is kind of uh, what happens, right, when all of your more magically powered or you know cosmically powered heroes are you know off doing something else right you have like these street level like thugs getting ready to punch stuff either kind of super poweredly or mm-hmm. not super poweredly. Uh, this cast kind of ladders up to a lot of like the you know fan art that has been floating around for the for a while. Um, I saw Red Hulk in those a yeah. lot. And uh, I didn't see Bucky as much, so I'm always happy yep. to see uh, the Winter Soldier, Bucky Barr and Sebastian and- Stan. He's great. Yeah. Uh, and these last these last two things that we just talked about, Captain America: New World Order and Thunderbolts. Uh, I just want redemption, like I say all the time, for Falcon yeah. and the Winter Soldier. You know, just give me my characters back in a, no. a world with better writing and better story <laughs> it, so that's what i'm hoping yeah. i get out of these two
1: yeah I, I think i think honestly you will i this is a very interesting team we don't know who the villain is we don't know what their, their their mission is if you will um you know i would say you know you brought this up ghost is not a character people remember a lot of um it's from a man mm-hmm. and the wasp too but she does seem to have the only abilities here right um if you were talking about like not just being strong and you know, a super soldier, if you will um, mm-hmm. she, She's got the, you know, you can see in the art She's kind of phasing a little bit there um, So, you know, I want to know What they're, like, they're not Going up against a god or something, right To take down somebody um, Do you think anyone, do you think any of these Characters are expendable? Um, yeah, I don't, I think Ooh. The two middle ones are probably safe, right Florence Pugh and, and Sebastian Stan are pretty Pretty safe, but I think everybody Else could be, you know On, on the,
0: the outside Looking in? Yeah, it's hard to say because, you know, if I if I think of kind of uh, back to the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, if you have a character like Sam Wilson, you know, he's on the up, he's on the rise. I feel like he's got mm-hmm. a lot of story left in him. But like Bucky, yeah. like he like he needs a new arc. He needs yeah. a new story, right? So if they don't fire one up, it just kinda seems like he's either gonna retire off into the sunset, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, go to the actual Tahiti. Um, or you know, he's gonna get off oh. in some sort of like heroic, redemptive, uh, redemptive way. Uh, it seems like this film will rely extremely heavily on choreography and stunt coordination because yeah. it's the only way you're gonna be able to tell their their subsets apart, right? You know, aside from ghosts who can phase through stuff, right? Right. So uh, I, th- I think th- and they will, d- I think they will do a good job yeah. on that. Uh, this is this is exciting. Um, I think we just need to know what their goal is, right? You know, this is all for all intents and purposes uh, since they were, you know, late to the punch, this everyone will just say like, oh, this is Marvel Suicide Squad. We're going to be hearing that everywhere until we actually see something. And I would say,
1: you know, it's probably closer to the newer James Gunn Suicide Squad because of um, they just said, what was that line John John Cena did? He's like, I can do what you do, but better. I do the same thing you do but better Mm -hmm. kind of thing. And that's kind of what this feels like a little bit. Um, the only thing I can think of is maybe, you know, the end of Civil War, there were those um, other Russian super soldiers, right, that were that were kind of left in those tanks that they killed. Maybe there's more of those. Are they they taking on more super soldiers, uh, right, you know, kind of one for one, be kind of boring, kind of bland. But I'd be, I'm be i very interested in what they're doing, and I think, you know, as, as, as a cast of people, whether you like Ant-Man 2 or, you know, Five-Man, this is a great cast of, of actors together, right, yeah. Um, you know, David Harbor steals the scene every scene he's in. Um, you know, mm-hmm. Florence Pugh's up and coming. You know, Loveder and Hawkeye really stand out. So I, th- I think it's a great list of, of people to be in. So very, I'm very excited. Uh, real quick, Fantastic Four no casting announcements. Mike Womp Womp. All that stuff we talked about last week out the window. Um, but they did confirm Matt one WandaVision is the director of Fantastic Four. So we did get that part right. this is fine, right? I, I don't have nothing else for that really um
0: yeah i mean we could kind of just maybe use this as just a more of a brief moment to say uh don't think the marvel panel really lived up to the hype that we thought it was going to bring obviously any new news is good news and we love to talk about it of course but we had like these grand plans right of like oh they're finally going to fill out those missing spaces of our timeline, man, Denzel's gonna walk out on the stage, it's gonna be yeah. wild, we might get to see, like, concept <laughs> art of, like, Doctor Doom or something like that, and we just, uh, yeah, it yep. seems like they, um, uh, for lack of a better term, maybe they, blew most of the load in Comic-Con, right? Yeah,
1: well, we, we talked about, I mean, one of the things we talked about, like, d twenty three is gonna be more important than Comic-Con. Obviously not, in terms of what they're doing, uh, their time frame. D23 well, feels more like, hey... This is our progress on this stuff, but nothing Mm. new new was jotted down for us. But,
0: but for context, if you were actually a person in the audience for either of these reveals, right? Because at at Comic Con, they it was just strictly uh, Marvel for like the whole like two hours that you were in that room. All those announcements, people were going wild and out for all these Marvel announcements the all of the you know indiana jones star wars avatar marvel stuff all happened in the same room at the same time as well so right. if you're a person sitting in a chair watching it it was still a great time for you but when mm-hmm. we're distilling the news we're just like okay come on marvel right we thought we were going to be getting yeah, maybe a little it, bit more here well i
1: don't i don't think it's a bad time it's just there was I, like other than werewolf by night getting an official release date nothing else to to the public was given right other than you know a couple Mm -hmm. of
0: things here and there that's it's not bad it's just like oh we we hyped ourselves up too high do you think do you think werewolf by night is supposed to be on that timeline right do you think that's one of those empty slots or is like since this is kind of like a one-shot dealy it's just kind of no it's just like a bonus this isn't really in the whole yeah I, i think it's a bonus
1: i don't think it's the full thing um because we, I mean, we we knew, you know, even Ben Kingsley was cast in Wonder Man. We had no Wonder Man announcements either, kind of thing, right? So, mm-hmm. just um, yeah, nothing new was new was written down, but that. But I, I don't think it's gonna be new. But let's talk about something else that did get new because there was a Marvel Parks panel yesterday, right, Sunday. Um, I believe afternoon mm-hmm. my time, morning yours. Uh, and the next Marvel ride at Disney, the third Marvel attraction, will be. Uh, The Avengers uh, multiverse uh, battle against King uh, King Thanos, which uh, provided some really hella cool
0: artwork um, for for this. Yeah, and it's crazy. I wasn't expecting a Disneyland ride to kind of show us the first look at Man-Thing and Werewolf by Night, which is like really wild because... You know, you can get quick glimpses, right, of yeah. those characters in the and, Werewolf by Night and trailer. And, it's black I, and, and I've white. only seen that trailer, yeah, yeah. And like, I only seen that trailer once, but I do remember like a quick shot. But like, this is the actual like, you know, concept art. You know, you could say for what these characters are going to look like, and it's yeah. just funny that we get it in this ride. But man, there's so much to take out of this. And you could say like, oh, Mike, this is just this is just a ride. You know, this isn't canon. Oh, it's not going to be in the movies. But you don't do visual development work for a character for a ride that's going mm. to be there for years and years and years to not have it match yeah. up to what you're about to put on the screen. Well, so it's heavily it's heavily implied that this ride is going to kind of be in the little Avengers warehouse looking thing that the Quinjet sits on top of we were told that we we're going to be battling along all of these other heroes as we fight this alternative version of king thanos which looks he looks badass like yeah. i'm sure that there's going to be some sort of like merch or statuette he, so of this he, version of thanos
1: he is taken from the comic books just just so you the king thanos in this design is not a new uh, creation but it is the josh brolin version so it's been adapted a little bit for that um so, what I think is cool about this, like, in this concept art, you literally have everything. You have the what-ifs, you have the upcoming animated Peter Parker, you have the live-action, you have the man thing. We have two different Hulks here, right, um, going on. Uh, Daredevil is even at the – he's the closest person to Thanos, right? Um, they are going all in on their characters for this to to yeah, have – I can almost imagine – include them all.
0: I can almost imagine, like, a quippy moment, right, where, like, oh – you know, we need more power. Well, what's better than one Hulk? It's two, and then yeah. somebody opens up some sort of portal and, uh, you know, the uh, Ragnarok Hulk, you know, drops yeah. down because it looks like we have more of, like, a, a a nerd Hulk here. You can see Bruce's face a little bit more on this yeah. one. Yeah, well, I would say that one's a little bit more savage. Yeah, if
1: it's not, if it's not um, that, it looks like Avengers 1 Hulk, maybe, um, based on the ripped pants. Um, and then, you know, mm. the Gladiator Hulk, we have two Mjolnirs, one... With Jane Foster, Thor, one with Captain America, behind him, um, you know, it, it's it's just really fun to look at, and this is, it feels like possibly maybe Mike a ride that gets updated yearly, to include more characters as they're released, right? Like maybe it's a yeah, living there's... ride, to it.
0: Yeah, I obviously they're strapped for space, uh, in all of these theme parks, uh, especially here over in uh, Southern California, but it, it looks like. The pod that the people are in is a mm. is a moving yeah. one. It doesn't seem to be necessarily like Star Tours based, something like where you're literally stationary with 3D glasses on. So hopefully this is a moving ride because that's always yeah. more fun. Uh, if you're going like with, you know, screens and stuff like that, I also hope that they throw in like animatronics as well. That would be really, really rad. Might as well do some like, you know, armor Are so like Tony Stark, or you know, whoever you want to put in armor, I'd love to see that in in a physical model. Um, it'd be awesome,
1: yeah. Yeah, I I think it's gonna be the I know the Cosmic Rewind ride includes a lot of screens and stuff that reacts where your ride Mm -hmm. is on the track, so I I totally could possibly see it being very, very similar to that along the way, yeah. So
0: Man man Thing looks cool, like, oh, Man Thing is covered in like rocks and mud and tree oh yeah he's branches, essentially for people roots, who don't know he's like roots. swamp thing but but cooler so um, like swamp thing but more like beastly yeah
1: like he doesn't have like a you don't think there's a person under there i don't think there is a person i think he's his own creature huh. so
0: yeah even even the werewolf by night you know justin jake what, uh, whatever jake jack him, whatever russell just jack russell <laughs> yeah. like the dog like yeah. a jack literally Terror, his name is jack russell like yes yeah, like the dog that. That's got to be on purpose, yeah. but even even that wolf design looks like vintage werewolf, which yeah. I think is really cool. Yeah, yeah, I can't wait to see
1: them add more characters into this. Right, like you know, hey, you know when the when Spectrum takes the point, when Blade comes into this kind of thing, and like they're just gonna keep updating the ride. Like everyone else is taking on King Thanos today. Who, who's got your ride? Yeah. So now Chris definitely has to come out. I do. I will do that. Check that out so that's the end of the d23 news i got three more things to jump to real fast mike one spider-man into sure. the spider-verse is now on disney plus in some countries i know that this will Ooh. probably be on netflix for some but like i did get some articles on disney plus day it did start hitting disney plus uh in other countries including the uk so um this would be a great time for vpn sponsorship to tell us hey watch Into <laughs> the spider-verse and other countries yes please oh well uh, on the other news, it's the exact opposite of this. It's that Morbius is now on Netflix. So if you're looking for some Morbid no, time,
0: no. um, you can, can Netflix <laughs> no. and Morbid. Too many people have Netflix, which means yeah. too many people are going to watch that movie. Yeah. But I, like I have said before, I will welcome a Morbius sequel if it's like straight to streaming. Mm-hmm. Because then, I, you know, I'm already paying for the streaming service so I can just watch it for yeah. free in my leisure. That would be so funny. I, do that. I would also do it if they lean into,
1: like, just make it goofy as hell. Like, don't don't pretend Jared mm. Leto is an amazing actor who's going to get, like, awards for this. Like, lean into how goofy this is. So, mm-hmm. or maybe let Blade kill him. One of the two. Um, so, if you got Netflix, you can now watch Morbius and not pay for it like we did because we're a bunch of assholes. Um, but that <laughs> also ties it back into that Sony contract we talked about every 2022 movie going straight to Netflix. So, there you go. Mm. Lastly, we got a Black Adam trailer uh, out of nowhere uh, this week. Um, it's uh, upcoming movies right around the corner. It kind of gives, um, you know, it's the same trailer as always. My son died for me. I don't want these powers. You know, I, you can either destroy the world or whatever. Same thing. Well, there's two things here. One, we get the Justice Society of America. Um, and it looks like the a Blackbird jet comes out of an X-Men mansion, literally in this. Like, <laughs> literally... If he's not flying like an Iron Man shot, is doing the X-Men shot. <laughs> so, very, very similar to that. And lastly, Amanda Waller. I did not expect to be in this movie, is in this movie. Who,
0: who keeps putting her in charge of people? No. Like, did she do, like, such a good job with the Suicide Squad that she's been promoted to slightly less, um, you know criminally insane superpowered people it seems like i mean i didn't really know what this story was going to be necessarily you know there's always synopsis that float out there right but yeah. it's like oh we want to go apprehend black adam you build a containment unit and we'll put him in it type of thing obviously we know the story is going to kind of devolve into like some sort of anti-hero type of situation you know lines from pierce brosnan/doctor slash fate saying like something along the lines of like oh of course you can be a good person it's fate yeah, I, I, that's reductive but it was something like that i just keep thinking like well, isn't he supposed to be pu- punching shazam at some point in time so the yeah. whole time i watch these trailers i'm just like how do we get him to zachary levi and huh. punching him in the face well so i'm always curious yeah. how that transition is gonna work that'll be easy because
1: they're both powered by shazam like the lightning bolt like they're both have the same power source kind of thing so that'll be yeah. i think easy he wants to punch superman is what the rock wants to do so how do they get you know henry cavill oh. back in to do this
0: um well we were hoping to see a henry cavill announcement yeah. this weekend it did it did happen so it sounds like he might still be a free yeah. agent ready to get punched in the face by the rock new york comic-con right
1: around the corner we're a month away from it mike maybe oh
0: yeah that's right that's right um yeah maybe we'll see something there who yeah. knows yep yep um, but yeah, so Amanda Waller, I should, we should call this
1: Amanda Waller verse instead of, you know, <laughs> because she's been in more stuff at this point.
0: Um, she's an in- yeah, ama- amazing, amazing actor. You know, yeah. it's just like her character is so like intentionally unlikable. Like whenever I see her, like I'm always just like, ugh, I hate you, Amanda Waller. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Cause she was in both
1: suicide squads and peacemaker and now this. So she's the mm-hmm. third that's, that's tying it all together. She does all the good stuff, though. You know, two, two of those three things are pretty enjoyable. So. Yeah, uh, that's true. Yeah. All right, well, that's it for our D23 wrap-up episode. Mike, we are recording this on a Monday night to make up for making sure we got the whole show covered. But if people want to know what you're doing, what you're up to, where they can see all that fun stuff you were talking about sharing earlier, where can they see that at?
0: Yeah, they can find that at Mike Royer Design at Instagram, mm-hmm. TikTok, Twitter. I don't know. I'm all over the place. Uh, I have a B-Real account, but I don't even even know what it is, and I never use it. So I suppose I'm I'm on B-Real as well. But uh, you can read my webcomics at pickledcomics.com. Chris, if people want to catch up with you, where can they find you?
1: You can find me on Twitter, V A L D A N or Instagram, Valdan87, or check out Rad Retro Bros on Instagram or YouTube. We just did our first unboxing video. It's a little bit of a long one because we did like five different things, but it's really fun. So if you like retro games, check that out. If people know about the show, what we're doing, where well, they can come and listen to our next review, which I believe is Black Adam, Mike, uh, where can they get all them goodies at?
0: Oh, head on over to superhero slatecom That is where, if we hosted a convention, mm-hmm. you could find the most pertinent information at superhero slate <laughs> Man, maybe one day, who knows? Superhero slate.com, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Spotify, wherever else you love to listen to fine podcasts. We talked about a lot of stuff today, a lot of links to trailers, screenshots. Uh, don't do yourself a disservice by trying to Google all this stuff. Just go to superhero slate.com, jump into our show notes, and we got it all there nice and organized for you. Thanks to Chris for that. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and Instagram. You can get merch at superhero slate.com slash. Store. We love hearing from you. Please reach out. What was your favorite news over this weekend? What are you excited for? Are you bummed that you didn't get to hear something that you wanted to hear about? Let us know. Mm -hmm. We loved our super fans as well. So if you want to be a super fan of this show, all you got to do is share the show with a friend, share the show with a buddy, and we will be here every week, folks. That's right. We'll catch you guys next week. Bye. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to subscribe!